Welcome to the Science of Parenting podcast, where we connect you with research-based information that fits your family. We'll talk about the realities of being a parent and how research can help guide our parenting decisions. I'm Mackenzie Johnson, parent of two littles with their own quirks, and I'm a parenting educator. And I'm Lindy, a professor of human nutrition, guest co-host, and a mom to one sweet angel baby and one young ferocious eater. <laughs> I know we were debating if it's ferocious, voracious, ferocious. There's a lot of options. I like ferocious. You did good. I think I did. I do right? Is that the I right think one? You did right? I think you got it. We're still practicing. No, no. I, I, think, it's, I think it's voracious. But <laughs> either way, he likes we to eat a lot. We will figure that out. We will figure that out before next episode. Either way, Lindy's here. <laughs> yes, uh, and we are. We're just excited to have you here in season 10. Uh, Lindy as our guest co-host as we talk all about food and kids and parenting and feeding and all of it and eating and all the things. Uh, but yeah, so last week we did our introduction to this season, right? We talked about all the different things that influence why we eat what we eat. And you know, that we talked about that there, there was a model, AKA framework, basically, um, <laughs> that like there are layers that influence our child as an individual. There are factors from the family level and factors from like the broader community culture. So all kinds of good stuff that we're going to kind of talk a little bit more about this season. And, but what's today, Lindy? <laughs> Today, so today we're going to narrow in a little bit and we're going to examine how our attitudes and beliefs as parents influence what our kids eat. Yes. And those are called feeding styles, right? Feeding styles. Feeding yes. Styles. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find out why I'm really excited about them. <laughs> well, when am I not excited? Sometimes, sometimes I'm not excited, <laughs> but I'm really excited about this in particular. feels like such a perfect fit. So feeding styles. Well, I love to start with a definition. That's a thing you've heard. And now here you are. Define it for me, Lindy. What's a feeding mm. style? Yes. So Hughes et al. defines feeding styles as the broad approach that parents take to feed children and the emotional climate in which feeding occurs. Awesome. Yes. I like the, I'm like, yeah, of course it's the, you know, the approach we take to feeding our kids. But I love the component of the emotional climate. I like that that's a part of it, too, of, like, the style you have. It's also part of the climate we create. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I, and we're going to talk about this, but responsive, responsiveness, responsive feeding. Um, yeah. It, it, it includes things not only about that emotion or not only about, you know, uh, how we feed our children, but the environment around how we feed our children. Um mm -hmm that kind of thing. So I think emotional climate is very important to include. Yes. I love a term. I love mm -hmm. when something is just described very accurately. Love that. Uh, but the reason, or one of the reasons I am so excited about this episode is that, so Lindy gathered a lot of the research, which I like typically get to do. Um, and so Lindy of course has the expertise. So she shared all this great stuff. I got to dig into it a little bit and literally in this report, uh, that it was talking about parenting styles and how feeding styles are really built off of them. Uh, and I loved that parallel of we've talked about parenting styles lots of different times, uh, you know, especially holy cow, all the way back in season one. And I'm like, other times, too, it comes up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that feeding styles is really built around the same concepts. Yes. Yeah. Feeding styles is an adaption of parenting styles. And we're going to talk about that today. Uh, but I also just want to say that I think a lot of what we're going to talk about, you can find in other seasons of Science of Parenting. 
um, that we're going to talk about today because we're going to talk a lot about autonomy today and how we support autonomy, oh. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically, as we getting back to feeding styles, so the report that we're, we continue to reference today from Healthy Eating Research uh, says, like parenting styles, feeding styles are characterized in terms of one, demandingness, and two, responsiveness. Okay. So when we two talk dimensions. about- Yep. When we talk about demandingness, we're talking about how much the parent encourages or controls eating. So kind of two sides of the coin right there. So um, talk about limit setting, rule expectations, and then responsiveness is the other one. And that's how parents respond to the child's cues and needs to encourage eating and support child's developing autonomy. There's that word autonomy. Autonomy, Mm -hmm. right? Independence, choice, right? Those would be synonyms for autonomy. And I, yeah, I love that the dimensions are literally the same, right? So we talk about demandingness and parenting style too, of like having appropriate expectations, asserting authority in an appropriate way. And, but these are really honed in. You kind of gave an example earlier um, when we were talking through this of, I was like, yeah, kind of the, the parenting style is the broad, right? And we're mm-hmm. narrowing down to kind of one category of dimension of parenting when we're looking at feeding. So, right. We're looking at like the physical health and physical eating and like, yeah, it's what it might look like with feeding, right? That authoritative style or that, well, spoiler, I'm starting to give them away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, but I love that it's the same dimensions. Um, And yeah, and I always love a definition. I think that's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So all kinds of similarities. So let's hear about these feeding styles specifically. So there's four, right? Just like parenting styles, there's four. Yeah. Yep. So Hughes and colleagues published the different styles in a text called Families, Food, and Parenting. So the four styles that they talk about are authoritative, authoritarian, indulgent, and uninvolved. Um, But I'm going to first start with authoritative Yes. um, and explain what that is. So again, we're going to go back to those two different components of of feeding styles, parenting styles, Mm -hmm. the demandingness and the responsiveness. So when we think of an authoritative style, authoritative style is high demandingness, but then Mm -hmm. also high responsiveness. Yes. So both high. Both Both high. Mm -hmm. Both high. (laughs) So then one of the things in this report was kind of this table. So there's like kind of the formal definition. And yeah, that it might look like being like offering reasoning for why we're offering this or things like that. Uh, It also says parent involvement, uh, being nurturing and having some structure around feeding. Um, And so then something else we want, we're like, okay, that's what the report says. What, what do Lindy and Mackenzie say? Right. (laughs) And so we're like workshopping. Okay. How are we going to tell everybody? How are we going to describe this authoritative style? And we thought of a, a menu. That's a word picture. You're bringing in our Lori vibes here, Lindy. Mm, Yeah. The the idea of like a menu is really a really good like description of this style, right? That it's about choice and structure. And yeah, when we're authoritative, it's like having a menu. Yeah, exactly. You want to put some structure around what they, you know, what they're doing again, you know, that demandingness, how much Mm -hmm. a parent encourages or controls. So you want, you want to encourage them. You don't want to control per se, but you want to set those expectations. Uh, But Mm -hmm. then again, you know, important to that high responsiveness. You want to be responsive to those child's cues. You want to foster that um, independence, the autonomy to do what they want. Uh, So hopefully a menu is a little bit easier way of remembering this than thinking, oh, yeah, authoritative, high demandingness, high responsiveness. 
And I think one of the other reasons I like this like word picture of having a menu being associated with authoritative feeding style is like when I get the menu from a restaurant, like I don't fight about it. Right. Like it just is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I also kind of like that. of like, yeah, with authoritative, it's like these are just the choices. It's not about control per se as much as like this is what we're willing to offer. Um, And so I just I love that word picture of a menu. Mm-hmm. So then what about authoritarian? Again, another parenting style word. Those two are the same. Authoritarian. Mm-hmm. What about that feeding style? Yeah. So authoritarian, going back to if we're, we're thinking about those two dimensions. So it is high in demandingness. So mm-hmm. thinking about it's higher in controlling what what we're eating. Authoritarian, you know, you're controlling. Uh, but it's low in that responsiveness. So you're you're not really responding to child's cues in the same way that you would be if you're you're just following their lead you're being responsive yeah that makes sense and the so that uh the table of characteristics tells us this style would often be more restrictive sometimes even like punitive or rejecting of the child and what the child wants um and that it's often like power assertive or like i'm in charge um that the parent has that and so i thought a good way to describe this is basically like the parent decides and the child complies Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so if we are have an authoritarian feeding style, it can be things like, well, you can eat it whether you like it or not. Right. It can be, I mean, even like we talk about the clean plate club, that idea that you have to eat everything on your plate. Right. But that it, the parent sets these rules and all of this stuff and the child just has to comply. Um, that would be more authoritarian. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like this is one I, I think of that would be easy to fall into um, mm. as a one, a type A person, and then also <laughs> be a, someone who does all their work in the nutrition and health space. Cause yes. you, know, you want to make sure, I want to make sure my kids are eating the healthy thing they want. However, yeah. um, we might talk about, you know, we're, we don't think we'll talk about it this as specific as maybe one of the other styles, but that can backfire in a lot of ways. If we mm. are, are, you know, teaching our children that food is a punitive thing, or this is all they have to offer. Again, we're not supporting that autonomy or letting them make their own decisions around food. Mm -hmm. And Lori always jokes about the, like when it comes to the temperament trait of regulation or like rhythm that parents want to control the eat, sleep, poop, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's like an instinctive thing. Like I am the adult in charge of this small person. This is the thing I must control. And it's like, well, there's a balance. I mean, like literally everything else in life, there's a balance. (laughs) Um, And yeah, too much control and without being responsive to the child's needs. And right, if we're like being dismissive or rejecting or punitive, that's not really the offering the warmth and responsiveness that we want. Exactly. Yes. We're Mm -hmm. teaching them one way to eat versus uh, the menu of ways to eat. Yeah. Oh, there it is again. (laughs) I know. And I was like, we're working so hard to get these food puns. And I forgot to mention earlier, very excited about the title, right? The title of this episode being what we bring to the table. Uh, We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but I am excited to tell you about that. Um, Okay. So the third style, uh, indulgence. So in parenting styles, we often would call that permissive, but I think indulgence is a good word for it too. I like that word, indulgence. Yeah. I feel like it's a good food word for, yeah. you know, to get, <laughs> continue with our food puns. Yes. We did not plan this one. Maybe, maybe you did, <laughs> Hughes, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Hughes Thank you, Hughes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but indulgent. So again, going back to those two dimensions, uh, indulgent is low demandiness. So no control, um, mm-hmm. you know, not that structure, whether it be kind of good or bad structure, 
but high in terms of responsiveness. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you want a cupcake? Okay, here's a cupcake. Mm -hmm. So the characteristics are, yes, warmth and acceptance, but no monitoring, right? So not really being involved in the choices that are offered or things like that. Uh, So we thought a good description for this was just kind of a free-for-all, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever a child wants is what they get. Um, And not really, a lot of times, yeah, not having the structure, like you said, of, Mm -hmm. oh, well, these are things we're going to offer, or we're going to offer some balance, or yeah, we eat cupcakes sometimes, but like, I'm not going to let you eat like nine of these cupcakes right now. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice for us. Like (laughs) cupcakes every night for dinner. Yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's a perfect way of saying it It is a, it is about like having that low demandingness means that there isn't any of that structure put into place so that you can make your child can make that decision mm-hmm. to maybe not have a cupcake for dinner tonight. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it is like the, yeah, the free for all. And I, I remember when we were talking about parenting styles in that episode, we talked a little bit about synonyms of these different like dimensions. And so, yeah, for like demandingness, we talked about like expectations, but one of the other ones was authority. And I liked that word. And I think that fits here with indulgence. Like, if you are giving up all of your authority when it comes mm-hmm. to food and yeah, not that I'm not, I'm not going to decide every single thing that goes in your mouth, but like, I'm going to have some influence, right? I'm going to have, I'm going to make sure you have options. I'm going to make sure sometimes we eat something besides cupcakes, like yeah, <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. something else. Uh, so yeah, that indulgent, I, I agree. I like that. That term is the one, you know, I like, I like a good term. That's the one for that one. Mm-hmm. Somebody did that right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And then our fourth one, right? Um, pretty similar to the parenting style. Again, we might have used the word like negligent in this fourth category, um, but I like it uses the word uninvolved, right? I like that too. It's yeah. A good description so, of it. Yeah. Uninvolved is, I mean, kind of exactly what it says it is. It is you don't have any involvement, um, take an active role per se in your child's feeding. So it is a low demanding and low responsiveness. So you're not responding to those cues. You're not providing any of that structure. It's just uninvolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, this has little control, little involvement when it comes to feeding. And we thought like, this is kind of like, mm, best of luck. Like, I don't know. Oh, you're hungry. Go find something like, mm-hmm. and actually I would say, so I've talked about my kids like to get up in the morning and uh, watch TV And I have probably had all of these styles in the, like, my kids wake up earlier than we do uh, in that category of our day. I've maybe had a little bit of all of these styles, right? That sometimes I've been like, yes, here are choices. Uh, You know, these are the things that we're going to offer versus sometimes it's like, no, you can have this and only this. You can have one, right? I've been very controlling about it sometimes. Sometimes I've been in that indulgent of like, I mean, I'm tired. Just do whatever you want. Like, go find something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a story that is not my best moment. Um, <laughs> I literally it. came downstairs one time to our kids eating granulated sugar. Interesting. Like mm-hmm. the sugar tub. Yes. In the living room. Scooped hands. Scooped hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a lot. That. Yep. So there's been times when the, definitely been indulgent of like, yeah. And I mean, that wasn't ideal and we had to change some things. You know, we responded to that, but that was something that happened. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes, yeah, when I have a kid that decides they need a snack at 2 a.m., tired McKenzie is not a reliable parent. <laughs> like, I cannot be trusted at 2 a.m. And yeah, 
okay, they went downstairs and they found some like best of luck. Yeah. If you're hungry, go get something. So I've been all of these probably at different points, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're feeding style is more about a general, right? Like a general belief and attitude, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I, yeah, I think you make a good point. It definitely seems like you can shift between them, but I think coming back to it, all the things, it sounds like, you know, you do you really do reflect that authoritative style where, yeah, you're setting that boundaries. Like we probably shouldn't just be eating raw sugar in our living <laughs> room uh, for many reasons. For, I would say sounds, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Ants being one. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Mess. There's like a lot the of mess reasons. of it. I was also thinking about my dog potentially getting into it. That oh, yeah. Really awful. But, but, you know, so providing that structure of no, you know, we shouldn't do that, but not maybe being um, punitive in the fact like, okay, well you did this, you can't, you know, do something else. So yeah, now nothing in the morning. Or- yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So maybe, maybe there's you can pull different feeding styles into what you consider you're doing but i think in general it sounds like your attitudes and beliefs really come from oh i i am i'm trying to guide them in the right path on on what to eat provide them structure because they do get up in the morning and you know you've talked to me about you do you have the bodo box kind of style in the morning where you have an option or you you do lay out food for them but yes. you also are you you do that preemptively because you know you're not going to get up to help them right so yes. you are you are providing structure right but then also autonomy within that structure so i think yeah and so i have in like the last few months our strategy for i'm not getting up at 5 a.m with you and i am really bad because i don't go to bed early like if i could get myself that's a whole other thing. Okay. But <laughs> so I don't wake up when they get up at four or if one of them does. And, um, but yeah, so we've just got little like cheap little containers. And then we, on Sundays we set up the food for the week. So each container is like a breakfast for the morning. And so I try to like, these are the food groups that are going to be offered. You could choose like an applesauce or you could choose an apple or, uh, those are kind of the same thing, like an applesauce or even like dried fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, like a carb. So like a granola bar, a like little thing of cereal, uh, whatever. And then usually we try to do like some kind of protein or dairy of like a beef stick, a cheese stick, a yogurt, like, but so it's like, okay, those were the categories. So that was the structure I was providing and like here. And so they can get up in the morning and get themselves, you know, whatever that box is going to look like. And so that was kind of our balanced way of, oh yeah, that is just, it's a little chaotic here in the morning, guys. It's a little chaotic. <laughs> Yeah, well, 5 a.m. is early, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very early for me. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so those four different styles. And I, I do think there's a little bit of grace in that for us as parents, too, that, like, when we think about styles, we're talking about generally, right? Like, I know even when I am, if I'm, like, with friends or family and I get caught up in doing something fun, yeah, my, uh, my control and authority over what my kids eat, I can get distracted. Like, but in general what we strive for and what our general beliefs are around food is what has the most impact, right? Not those kind of exceptions. Yeah. Or at least I hope maybe I'm just like telling myself a nice story about it. <laughs> no, I mean, we can't be with parenting style. So you can't be perfect all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness. Right. Thank goodness. It's the general experience <laughs> uh, because I do think, you know, I mean, this might be an assumption, but I feel like for many parents, the goal is to raise like a healthy kid. You know, you talk about raising like a healthy, independent eater. And I do think that's at to some level on a lot of people's radar is like, well, yeah, I hope they are like, none, none of us want kids that aren't healthy when they grow up or even as kids I want them to be health, healthy. And so let's talk a little about like the outcomes associated with these feeding styles. Cause that's, 
that's honestly like we talk about research and reality not just the styles themselves but what's the impact of them like what are the outcomes how does it affect our kids yeah no definitely and and one of the great things about feeding kids feeding styles is there is a wealth of research and literature out there for us to pull in to talk to you guys about today um so a 2013 review of literature on the influence of parenting style and feeding styles on childhood health outcomes found that across different parenting and feeding styles it was really the authoritative style so that Mm -hmm. um that you know high demandingness high responsiveness appeared to be the most protective parenting and feeding style so what Mm -hmm. i mean by that it it just had was associated with the best outcomes in terms of kids having a better diet quality and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing better better eating behaviors yeah. So on the flip side of that, the indulgent feeding style was consistently associated with the more negative health outcomes. Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting to me, the authoritative, right? Like that tracks with what we understand about parenting styles and the research mm-hmm. around them. Um, and the research around feeding styles, like from the report that you sent or that I was reading that you sent, uh, like looks like it's even more like solid, right? There's like really consistent research around authoritative feeding styles having positive outcomes for kids' health. Um, I I do feel like I was a little surprised that indulgent was the most associated with negative outcomes um, because I could see, you know, downfalls of the different strat, like of the different styles in other ways. Like, well, if they're uninvolved, do kids like feed themselves enough, right? Like, are mm-hmm. we underweight or like, but there's outcomes across all of that, but that the indulgent was associated. I mean, right. It says a little specifically, it was like problematic eating behaviors, poor diet quality, higher weight. Like, yeah, there was just a, there was just a lot um, yeah. negative outcomes for our kids. Yeah. And I, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think of that indulgent style. Um, one of my friends, she would hate that I'm telling this story. <laughs> um, when I think of the indulgent feeding style of our kids, my friend tells this story about she would go to visit her grandma. And this was like once a year. Like she'd go stay with her grandma who lived far away in the summer. And she talks about, yeah, she's like, yeah, I remember I was eating chocolate chips for supper in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very indulgent. Mm -hmm. Very indulgent, right? Mm -hmm. Very indulgent. And so obviously it's not always that extreme, (laughs) but just that idea of like, yeah, have whatever you want, however you want. Um, And if that is the regular experience of a child, right? That like, as if I get to know food that way, like, yeah, you told us last week that we're predisposed like mm-hmm. our bodies are naturally going to want that sugar and yeah and if we never i don't know if curb is the right word for that but if we never like foster interest in anything else mm-hmm. sugar alone is not enough for our bodies right we need protein we need like other stuff <laughs> yeah no and, and yeah you that i think that's a perfect way of thinking of why indulgent is, is likely associated with the worst outcomes is because um, what what indulgent is it is remember it's that low demandingness but high responsiveness so mm-hmm. It's a lot of that warmth. And as parents, if if you see your kid liking um, what would be considered the unhealthier options, you're, mm-hmm. and but you want to be responsive to them and you want to make them happy, yes. then you're going to continue to give them the food that they are going to be more likely to like because it tastes better to us, right? Um, yes. Versus the things that maybe don't taste quite as delicious to us. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably why indulgent is the the um, – has a highest association with those poor health outcomes. Yeah. Um, and it, as you said that, you know, that kind of 
you talking about wanting to like, yeah, we want our kids to be happy. Like, oh yeah, enjoy. Mm -hmm. I think there can be a lot of reasons why, like that, a lot of things that inform our style are like our feeding style. And I think, what do we bring to the table? I was talking to Lindy about this. What do we bring to the table, right? That's the name of the episode. I'm like, "Mm, baggage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We bring baggage to the table Mm -hmm. in some cases. Because yeah, maybe my my inclination toward a feeding style might be indulgent because Maybe growing up, my parents were so strict with food mm-hmm. that the pendulum has swung so far that I'm like, I never want my kids to feel like that. I want them to know there's lots of different stuff they can have, not just so strict. And so, yeah. And so then I'm indulgent. Or mm-hmm. maybe I even think about like if you've had a strained relationship with your child, uh, maybe you, you know, related to custody or there was separation f- from a time from your child and thinking about like, well, yeah, when we're together, I just... I don't want to upset them. I don't want to fight about it. I just want to have, we only have a little bit of time together. And so Mm -hmm. then we just indulge and are offered that indulgence. And I think the same thing can be said for like authoritarian Mm -hmm. styles. Um, You know, I even think of the way I was raised. I was typically a part of that clean plate club, if you will, that I was expected, like the food you put on your plate needs, you need to eat all of it. Um, But I also know my mom grew up with a lot of food scarcity. Mm -hmm. They didn't always have food. I've heard her talk about eating like, bread and lard sandwiches because that was it like that was all they could have like afford for the day and so i know that like yeah the clean plate club of you need to get every calorie you need to get every crumb because we might not have food tomorrow right and so i think there's things that can influence these styles that are not just like yeah sure good outcomes with authoritative just do that okay yeah well it's a little more complicated sometimes i think it's important that we acknowledge that too Yeah. Again, these, we're talking about feeding style today, which is you, your own attitudes, your own values around feeding. So those are influenced. If we think about the model we talked about last week about what influences what kids eat, uh, guess what? It influences what we eat too. So we are influenced by the circumstances around us, our community, our culture, how we were raised different generations. Um, so I, you know, I think this is an opportunity for you to think about your feeding style. And if you want, you know, if you want a different feeding style, how we're going to talk about how you can actually do it here in a little bit. Um, yeah. How you can, some strategies for moving towards a more, you know, authoritative. If you're, if you feel like you're too indulgent, if you feel like you're too authoritarian, something like that. So it's possible, mm-hmm. but yet, yeah, I mean, you're completely right, Mackenzie. There are so many things that influence. <laughs> I mean, our ability to actually feed our children, not how we feel about fe- feeding our children. Absolutely. And so let's dig into this strategy uh, because, yeah, I, I really do love this strategy. I have I would say I learned it. My daughter was maybe like toddlerhood, maybe preschoolish. And I do feel like it's literally changed like how our family operates, or at least for me, how, how I operate around my kids in food. So tell us about this strategy for like making, okay, feeding styles. It's like a belief attitude. What's one way we make this concrete? Yeah. So there is a woman um, named Ellen Satter, who's done a lot of research and writing around something called intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also talks about within this, something called the division of responsibility in feeding. So this is where you, the adult, you're responsible, the parent, you're responsible for what a kid eats or, you know, what they're offered to eat, when they eat and where they eat. So again, the what, when, and where, you know, Mm -hmm. I put, I put the, you know, for me, for example, my child is 10 months old. So I put the food on his plate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I decide he's eating at, you know, 5.45 PM and it's going to be at our kitchen table. Mm -hmm. But it's the child's responsibility 
my son's responsibility to decide how much he eats and whether he wants to eat the broccoli or not eat the broccoli. Yes. Um, and okay, this is such a stupid thing. I was like, yeah, who, what, where? No, not who. Not who. <laughs> I guess the who is the child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this idea of dividing that responsibility literally it like went from me stressing about like oh how much did you eat how many like just try a bite like pressure and I mean pressure that I put on my child and that I felt like no 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 I want you to try these things I want you to like these vegetables I want you to like this kind of food and all of a sudden it's like you know what I can decide what to offer right Mm -hmm. so that's how I like have always kind of conceptualized it like put it in my head of like I can decide what to offer and yeah, and when we offer it, where we offer it, and my child gets to decide how much to eat or if, right? If they're going to eat any of it. Um, and I've even, you know, heard this in the extended explanation of this kind of concept of division of responsibility of, you know what, if I get it on your plate, having it on your plate for a, a food that you've been maybe a little resistant to, that's progress. And they, you still get to decide it's your responsibility. Am I hungry or not? Right? Mm-hmm. Am I hungry? Am I not? Am I going to eat it? Or am I not going to eat it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's, you know, again, division of responsibility. I'm responsible for some things. You're responsible for for the other things. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if we think back to how this relates to, um, you know, a feeding style that we would maybe want to emulate specifically in terms of if we want the best health, health outcome, so authoritative here, you're fostering that autonomy by letting the child choose what to eat, how much they're eating. Um, but you're also that structure, you're providing that structure in the, what, the, when, and the where. Yes. And I, so that is a great balance of that responsiveness and demandingness, right? Like, so the responsiveness is letting the child choose, like, you're not going to eat that at all, or you're going to want a whole bunch of this. Like my, (laughs) one of the things in our house is noodles. There's a certain kind of noodles my daughter likes. They're fine. I like other noodles. (laughs) Sometimes I serve the noodles she likes and sometimes I serve the noodles I like. And sometimes when I serve the noodles I like, she does not eat them. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just like, mm-hmm. that's what happens in my house as adults. So, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like I'm offering this, you get to choose whether or not to eat it. And, but the great news for me is like, I don't have to fuss about it. Right. I don't have to stress about, you need to try this kind of noodle. You're going to like it more than you think, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to add all of that. I can do things to encourage her to try it, right? That, like, gentle encouragement, but not, but in a responsive way, right? Like, responding to the cues and preferences of my child, but still holding the structure and the expectations. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, it really does take, I mean, I can't say all of the stress out of meals because I still experience some stress. Oh, yeah. Gosh. I mean, food's never not going to be stressful. Right? I mean, we got to prepare. We got to clean it up. We got to have it. Right? There's all of these things. Um, But it is nice to remove that layer of, I don't got to worry about getting you to take one bite. Um, Yeah. In the division of responsibility, I get to let that go. I got, we got food sitting here at the table or sometimes food sitting here in front of the TV or sometimes, right. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes out to eat, sometimes at a picnic. Um, so I'm not, I would say hopefully fingers crossed most often at the table. Uh, but yeah, but it, it can look a little different, but structure, right. Yeah. Structure yeah. and responsiveness. Yes. Yeah. Trying to, and I think at the end of the day, trying to take the anxiety away that you maybe feel as a parent around feeding your child, because I know I feel that about sleeping in my child and I do my best mm. to control, you know, to 
to regulate my own emotions around, around how my child sleeps. But feeding is hard because feeding is, you know, feeding, we we get asked at the pediatrician's office every time we go, Mm. you know, here's, here's your child on the growth chart. Here's how they're doing. How much are they eating? How are they doing with that? And so there is these outside, um, you know, objective things that we see that, that are saying, you know, whether it's someone actually saying to you or you thinking in your own head, I'm doing a good job feeding my child, you know, yes. um, just trying to take some anxiety away, away from that, that your child doesn't have to eat that thing to, in order to, for you to feel good about their feeding. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, you're getting at that idea of how value, like food is so, has so many values to us. Um, and I even think like, I have friends who are like, oh my gosh, my baby's in the 90th percentile. Like, yeah, good chunky baby. Like, and that's celebrated, right? That body size of their baby is celebrated. And sometimes it's because that child was maybe underweight at the time and they've worked really hard to help that child be healthier. But I've also had friends who are like, oh, they're just so tiny. They're like 5%, right? And that's a value, right? There are different values around all of these things, but yeah, the, but the division of responsibility is like, I can release some of that. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. I can release some of that because um, a lot of it, let's be honest, most of it is not going to be within my control anyway. Um, <laughs> so like we said, all kinds of things influence our food, why we eat, what we eat. Mm-hmm. So I think that brings us to our stop free talk time, Lindy. Mackenzie DeYoung, our producer, comes in and kind of asks us an off the cuff question here. So we take a break, take a breath and try to speak eloquently. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So you're telling me that when my kid asks for a cupcake, you can't have a cupcake, right? Is that what you're saying? No. No. So what do you, so when can they have a cupcake? Lindy? That's a a, (laughs) good thing. I, you know, the best thing I can say is it depends. Yeah, <laughs> always. Well, I think setting those boundaries again with, you know, we're going to talk. So this is a great setup for me saying, listen to the next episode where we talk yeah. about <laughs> food parenting practices um, mm. uh, that will give you more strategies and, and actual tools for how to put these feeding styles into, into practice. But yeah, I think it depends. You don't want to say to your kid, you can't have cupcakes, but you don't want to say to your kid let's have cupcakes every night for dinner or, mm-hmm. um, and I think because you've talked about that, it's like you go, you go to a party and there's cupcakes there. Of course. Yeah. You can have a cupcake, yeah, let's have right? A cupcake. That's part of this celebration, this enjoyment. But, mm-hmm. um, another part of it is if I'm at home, am I going to have cupcakes all the time in my home? Um, so that's something we're going to talk about when we get to, uh, different practices we can put into place. It's like what food is available in our home, um, so that they, is it an option to even have a cupcake tonight? If it isn't, if it is in my house, then it is an option to have that cupcake tonight. Right. <laughs> but if it's not in my house, you're not going to have that cupcake tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're saying, keep it in mind, stay tuned and we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah kind of. Mm-hmm. But also like there's, you know, the options and that sort of thing. All right. I'll, I'll accept that answer. It might, maybe the question <laughs> Maybe the question was something I should have asked at a later date, but <laughs> no, I think it's a perfect tee up, right? It's to say, continue listening to this podcast and you will learn more. And also it depends. You can't, yeah. you can't have a cupcake, but just maybe not only cupcakes. <laughs> exactly. And I was going to say, yeah, it's the balance of, yeah, sometimes we have cupcakes with dinner at our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes my kids ask, oh, can we have candy? 
yeah, let's have some candy. Right. It's not a matter of like always yes or always no, as much as it's a like providing structure to make sure our kids like that their bodies get what they need. Right. Like as a parent, I get to choose what to offer and that I want that to be balanced. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'll let you go. Oh, yes. I, I mean, cupcakes on the mind. I would like a word count on how many times we did say cupcake. Yeah, it was so. the example we followed. <laughs> but it could be as other things as like, you could say strawberries. My child only wants mm -hmm. strawberries. That's the only food they want. My kid only wants mac and cheese. My kid only wants, yeah, whether it's cupcakes, whatever. The balance and the mix of, yeah, those two dimensions of I have authority, demandingness, appropriate expectations alongside responsiveness of like, my child has some independence, choice, autonomy, and that I'm responsive to their cues and their needs. Um, and yeah, that it looks different too. It can look different at different ages. Oh, yeah. So we all have kids at different ages and uh, yeah, it's just a lot. So I think it's great, you know, this week diving into these feeding styles. There's a lot of positive outcomes associated with authoritative, more negative um, associated with the indulgent. But we also know a lot of things are going to influence that beyond just, yeah, sure. It's just a choice. And that's all I do. Uh, we know that there's a lot of, what do we bring to the table? Food and baggage. <laughs> and yeah. reusable grocery bags, right? Mm -hmm. Reusable oh, yeah, grocery yeah. bags. <laughs> That's the visual for today. <laughs> um, but it is a chance for us to kind of reflect on our style. But next week gets even, right? This was like beliefs, attitudes. What's next week, Wendy? Yeah, yeah. So again, to this week we were talking more about those attitudes, beliefs, values around our feeding practices or feeding styles. And next week we're going to talk more about how to actually put those into action, talking about our parenting, uh, feeding behaviors and um, actions. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to be good. So thanks for joining us this week on the Science of Parenting podcast. Uh, remember that you can subscribe to our weekly audio podcast on Apple, on Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is. So you can subscribe and then don't miss the rest of the episodes coming this season. So come along as we tackle the ups and downs, the ins and outs, and the research and reality all around the science of parenting. The Science of Parenting is hosted by Mackenzie Johnson, produced by Mackenzie DeYoung, with research and writing by Barbara Dunn Swanson. Send in questions and comments to parenting at iastate.edu and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. This institution is an equal opportunity provider. For the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries, go to www.extension.iastate.edu slash diversity slash ext.